Hey y'all, hey, this is the Joys of Loss podcast, where we acknowledge, accept, and address our major life transitions so that we can learn better, love better, and live better. Since we won't make it out alive, let's have a divine time and remember to always stay wild. I'm your host, Zan Washington, and this is episode three. Here we are, episode three. Yes! <laughs> you know, I'm just going to stay being excited every time I do an episode because this is really a big deal. Like, I'm doing a podcast, y'all. I'm in the mic. Like, I'm doing a podcast. Like, we're at my house. We're doing a podcast. What? <laughs> so, anywho. All right. So, let's get into today's topic. So, I was trying to decide um, what I really wanted to talk about next. And Something that I find myself wanting to talk about the most when it comes to grief or any type of loss or, you know, when we lose our family members or anything like that is that preparation um, that goes into death um, and and losing people. And I want to talk about that all the time. Uh, (laughs) And I think that, you know, when you go through such such the amount of losses that I have uh, with my daughter and then with my mom, uh, well, actually, then it was my grandmother, then my mom. They were within two and a half months of each other, my mom and my grandmother. Um, it was, you know, you you start paying attention to what happens after, okay, and then, like, what kind of preparation was done before, um, especially with those deaths, right? So, like, with my daughter, River, um, you know, there were... Uh, I'm 37 weeks pregnant. You know, that's not what you're thinking about, like your baby dying. Um, So certain preparations actually couldn't happen. Um, Just a little nugget. Um, I'm really into life insurance. So I was even going to get immediate life insurance on her. Um, And but the thing is, you can't get life insurance on a kid until they're like 15 days old. Like it doesn't you could have it kind of set, but they need their Social Security number. Um, And it just you just need more things. And so I couldn't prepare for that um, monetarily, you know, if something happened to a kid. I mean, now I've done that, thank goodness, uh, with my second daughter, Arizona, you know, just how we prepare for dying and how we prepare ourselves um, for when we do leave, because we are going to leave. I don't know if you know this, but you will die. So just if you didn't know that, I want to be the one to tell you because it's with love. You're going to die. Okay. Anywho. (laughs) So um, with my grandmother, though, with uh, I call her grandmama. So with grandmama, um, she, um, you know, we it was totally different. I mean, she's 95, um, you know, definitely wills, uh, uh, will, uh, you know, two daughters, you know, things go. They they already know what to do. It's yeah. I mean, it was pretty straightforward. Things were pretty planned for pretty. yeah, I think things were pretty discussed between my mom and uh, my aunt. Um, yeah, so that was pretty good. Now, when my mom died, because that just, um, you know, we weren't ready for that. So that happened over like a two-week period. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll do an episode about how my mom died um, soon. But when she died, um, I mean, luckily, like my parents had wills. And certain things were set up um 
to beneficiaries and things like that. But man, my mom like had this one bank account at a bank that her and my dad had a joint account in, but nobody's name, nobody else's name was on that account. So my dad's name wasn't on it. Mine wasn't on it. Um, and it, it really took time to get money, get that, that money out of that account. Okay. So it's like the process actually because of, um, that, um, my dad actually, no. Oh yeah. Yes. And my mom's car was only in her name. And so like everything made sense to go to my dad based off the will, everything went to him because he was the spouse. All right. That's what was written. But that we had to go to probate for the will um, just to get the car to be put in my dad's name. Um, and then we had to wait for like the death certificate and the probated will for my dad to be able to close and get whatever money was in there out of that account. And so I say all that to say that these bank accounts, y'all, are really, really interesting. And sometimes we think that, you know, just because we're single or like we're not married, that you don't need to put anybody's name on your account. Yeah, you do. If if, if you're single, even more specifically, you need to put name someone on there. So not just on there, at least at payable by death. OK, so a beneficiary on your bank accounts. All right. But I suggest you have somebody on there that they don't, that they could actually go to the bank and withdraw those funds out of there without having to wait for a death certificate. Um, because you, that takes weeks after, you know, someone passes. So we, we waited on a death certificate for my mom. That was about maybe two to three weeks to get that. So, you know, if, when people, when people are dying and are, are going, when, when we go through these things, you want to be aware of where the money goes and where you want money to go. And I know that, you know, we could look at it like, well, I mean, it's $20 in my account or it's not even that much. Like it doesn't even matter, but it does because <laughs> if you don't have a will and shows where your money goes, your money in that bank account will just go to the state. And it's so-called like goes to your estate and it pays off creditors. That's what they say. And and then it will be dispersed through local like inheritance laws. But the thing is, is that like if you don't have any kids, who does that go to? What's the inheritance law? You know what I'm saying? So you need a will. You need a will. Like, I don't care how old you are. Um, you need a will. You need to know where your money is going to go or where you want your things to go. Where does your stuff go? What do you do? What do you want? Do you want to be buried? Do you want to be cremated? Do you want, I don't know, us to dance around in circles, naked under the full moon, you know, ashe or whatever. What do you want us to do? You know, like, it's good to think about these things and then communicate these things and then write them down. Just go pay for a will. Go take care of that with an estate attorney. Just plan for it. And once you plan for it, it's done. Like it's done, y'all. And I think the we have a, a tendency to think planning for death means I'm gonna die. 
Well, like I said earlier, you're going to die. So, you know, here we are. It's solved. But it doesn't bring death faster by talking about how to prepare for it. But like sit with yourself, really think about it, write it down. Who are you going to write on your account? How do you pay for these things? Like how how are we supposed to pay, you know, for your funeral or pay for your cremation? Or what's the plan? How do we do that? And what do we do with your stuff again? So I've even started trying to be more minimal with my things. You know, like when my mom died before that, it was like my parents moved. And so they had like storage from their old house, my grandmama's house, my my great aunt that my mom was like over her stuff. And I mean, we still trying to deal with stuff, just stuff on stuff on stuff, y'all. And it's too much. So I find myself trying to purge a lot all the time. I, I look at it like, when something happens to me, if something were to happen to me soon, I want where my husband Alex can pack my clothes up in a weekend. You feel me? Like, I want him to be able to be like, look, I, I got to get rid of this stuff for me or whatever. I, I want him to be able to do that. Like, because it's too much. We have too much stuff, too many things, so many loose ends. I've even heard people say things like, I mean, I'll be dead, so it won't even matter. They'll just deal with it. That is the most, I'm just, <laughs> don't say that. That like, because the thing is with grief, when people are leaving us, like it's hard already. So it's hard to even look at your stuff, to look at things, have to deal with all the paperwork and stuff that goes with when people pass on. But if you can make that easier for your family or for your friends when it comes to passing, do that. Organize things. Have some type of system. Have something where, hey, go here. Even if it's that junk drawer, yo, everything is in the junk drawer. Something, all right? And, and don't let, I don't care how much money it is in your account, assign that to somebody. You won't be here. So give that to somebody. Money is currency. Money is a beautiful energy. Money has a way of truly enhancing and changing people's lives. So get life insurance. Look up whatever kind you want. Talk to an insurance agent. Talk to somebody, um, you know, term life, whole life, um, IULs. I mean, there's so many ways you can get creative with life insurance. Take care of that. Assign somebody to your bank accounts. Not just payable at death, but for real. Like, what's the bank account that's going to be used for your expenses with dying? Like, who handles that? Who is responsible for that? And talk to that person. Talk. Who is that? Really think about how you want things to go and what that process would be like. And write it down, y'all. Get the will. Have it in writing. Keep it updated as you do things. So say you don't own a house right now and you have a will, you need to get it updated when you do own more things. All right. So those things, it's a working, rolling document. All right. Like, so just take care of those things. Think about it. Really think about it and set yourself up for success. Set your family up for success. Because things happen. Things happen all the time. 
And it's not about trying to scare you. It's not about trying to even add guilt or anything like that. That is just the truth. That is just life. It is what it is. But things can be so much easier for us here that are left here living for the living when you plan for leaving because we're all going to leave. We're all going to leave. So like I said, get the will, get some insurance, put some people on your bank account and really think about when you die, how you want that process to go. What do you want to do with your stuff? All right. So let's pull a lovely oracle card today. All right. Also, if you have any questions or anything, please feel, please feel free to put them in the comments. Um, I love talking about this stuff. If you have even some other ideas for stuff you'd like me to talk about, um, I, I love to hear that. So I'm going to use um, this same deck that we used for last episode because it's just so pretty. It's called the Angel Guide Oracle. All right, the Angel Guide Oracle. And here's the, the cover. If you need to see that Angel Guide Oracle. All right. Let's draw a card. Let's see what, what energy we need today. Do one more shuffle. Maybe not. Let's take this one. Oh, guardian angel. That's so appropriate. Let's read what is the how beautiful the card is. It's so nice. Guardian angel. <clears throat> All right, I'm gonna look this up in the book. Mm. All right. Everyone has a guardian angel who has been with them since their soul's creation. Now your guardian angel is drawing closer to you than ever. This angel guide knows you, loves you, and accepts you completely. Before your incarnation on earth, you danced across the stars together. If you're feeling overwhelmed or alone at this time, know that your angel guide is with you to share their love and make you feel safe. You never walk this path alone. Angels are always there to light the way. This card is a huge reminder that you always have their help, support, and companionship available to you. Extended message. You are an independent soul and often find yourself trying to do everything on your own. But now that even just a quick prayer to your guardian angel can take away some of that pressure. Your angel wants to hear more from you. In order to support you fully, they must be invited to do so. But then no request is too much. Your angel guide was made for you and is dedicated to you. Take time today for an easy and informal conversation with them. Speak openly and in a heartfelt way about your life, any challenges you are facing, and anything you need help with. Through that conversation, their help will find its way to you. When you draw this card, they want you to know they are with you. You know, thinking about loss and our earthquakes, these major life transitions, you know, it can just feel so alone. It can feel very hard when we go through these things. But we have our guardian angels with us. So when you're preparing for, you know, things that are happening, and, and, and there's not always, we can't prepare for everything. 
But there are some things we can prepare for. And we know that we're going to leave one day. That's inevitable. So, like, let's prepare for that. And we prepare, too, by just living. All right? So, I love y'all so much. Thank y'all so much for listening. I look forward to the next episode. So, since we won't make it out alive, let's have a divine time. And remember to always stay wild. Thank y'all. See y'all next week. Bye.